job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on a computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply for with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. So you stand out. Job seekers, feel the love. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dell employees save on high-performance tech. Save 17% on XPS and select Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. Plus, check out exclusive savings on Dell monitors, headsets, and accessories for greater immersion in all you do. Upgrade today by calling 800 by Dell. That's 800 by Dell, or you can visit dell.com slash semi-annual sale. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Cattengale today. March Madness first weekend is over. Plenty of madness happened over the weekend. A team like St. Peter's going to the Sweet 16. Lots of upsets around March Madness, but that's expected. Joining us now to talk a little bit about what went down is Terrence Oglesby. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach TO22, basketball analyst for the field on 68, a Naismith voter, an ACC player of the week voter as well. Terrence, welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully the weather's going to be good here in the next couple of weeks because I'm really excited to get down to New Orleans for the Final Four as well. Uh, Field of 68, we're going to be doing shows the entire time down there. But thank you for having me. I, I love working with Aaron at the SoCon Championship. So uh, I feel like I have a little bit of familiarity, if not all the familiarity with you guys. But thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And we're certainly glad to have Aaron with us now here with the Saints and the Pelicans. Looking forward to seeing you down here in just a little bit. But yes, it's a beautiful day. They are setting up across the street. We have a great view of the dome. Lots so they, of activity going on. Lots yeah. of activity as things are starting to get uh, really in place here. Um, it'll be interesting to see who is going to be there, Terrence, in the final four. We'll get to that in a little bit. But kind of just a, an overview of what went down over the weekend. Is there anything that stuck out to you the most about how the first weekend played out with March Madness? I think the most interesting story, you guys know it just as well as I do, has got to be uh, St. Peter's, a team that 
$1.8 million is what they've spent, not only on travel and food and locker rooms and jerseys and gear, and but that's all the scholarships included. That's coaching salaries included. And that operating budget they had over the course of the year is approximately 20% of John Calipari's yearly salary, which I think is a huge portion of this whole thing. Shaheen Holloway is Jersey or is New York tough. Somebody called him Jersey tough the other day. He got offended. Apparently, that's the thing to get offended by. But he's a, <laughs> he's, he's a uh, New York guy who uh, breeds toughness, exudes uh, toughness with all of his players. They take on his personality. Those kids play hard. And while they're overmatched from a physicality perspective, those guys leave it all out on the floor. And Doug Eater might have the second-best mustache in college basketball. That mm-hmm. makes me all about St. Peter's which makes me happy, but I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw this Friday playing the Purdue team. But, man, it was fun while it lasted. The Peacocks, Jersey City's finest. I think that was the most important thing. Aaron Summers was certainly impressed with St. Peter's over the weekend. She's a big fan of the Peacocks. I'll let Aaron take it away here. I think what's so cool about this story, though, is that their head coach, Shaheen Holloway, the last time that a team from New Jersey reached the Sweet 16 – he was the point guard for that team, and it was Seton Hall. So it's just like this full circle moment. It's what makes March so special, these Cinderella stories. We got a lot of good games this weekend and ended with a really good one as TCU fell to Arizona. I obviously, you know, I'm a Carolina grad. Terrence went to Clemson, so a little ACC love there. But how about Carolina right now and the way that they were able to outlast Baylor? Yeah, they're really, really good. But to go back on Shaheen, just because we, we kind of rehashed on what he did at Seton Hall, it, he went to Seton Hall over Duke. He went to Seton Hall over all kinds of blue bloods. Yeah. And he was in the uh, McDonald's All-American game with Kobe Bryant. You know who won the MVP of that McDonald's All-American game? Shaheen Holloway. So that, that tells you a lot that people don't really know about him, but they're about to because about the worst-kept secret in the country right now has got to be that Shaheen Holloway is going to take this Seton Hall job uh, that has been vacated by Kevin Willard going to Maryland. But I digress. Let's talk about Carolina. uh, R.J. Davis has got to be one of the most improved point guards in the country. How good has he been? The guy is terrific with the ball in his hands. And whenever he's making shots, I don't know how you stop this man. He is quick. Now, he's not the big, strong build of a Ty Lawson like the guys they've had in the past, Mm -hmm. but he is an excellent passer. He gets in the paint at will. And because they've turned Caleb Love a little bit more into a catch-and-shoot guy who's attacking off and attacking closeouts as opposed to dribbling the air out of the ball, this Carolina team's playing better. You've seen a drastic improvement in Brady Manick and how he's been able to function. He's had some big games over the past month. Uh, Armando Baycott's doing his Baycott-like things, controlling the boards, and now he's getting some easier shots as a result of R.J. Davis playing well. This Carolina team, I had him picked to the Elite Eight. Uh, it's looking pretty good right now. Now, they do have a tough sled against a UCLA team coming up. That let's be honest, I think UCLA got bored with the regular season and were ready <laughs> to play in the tournament from the get-go. They had their ups and downs during the season, but Mick Cronin's got them peaking at the right time as well. Two teams playing as well as anybody in the country right now going to match up on Friday. It's going to make for a great matchup. Yeah, it's going to be a late game on Friday night, and we know how you know the heels under Coach Williams hated that time slot, so we'll see if Hubert Davis does a little bit better there. Staying in the ACC, Coach K's last hurrah here in the NCAA tournament. They squeezed out a win yesterday. How far do you think that they can actually go in this tournament? 
I have them losing in the next round. But I got a question for you, Aaron. As a Carolina grad, how ready are you for this carousel of Coach Caleb to be over? Man, I mean, I'm not going to – I'll just say this. Coach Williams <laughs> did it the right way, you know? He just ended yeah. the season, said, you know, that's it, I'm done. He didn't need the farewell tour and all the media hoopla, right? Yeah, there's something to be said there. There's something to be said there. Uh, I, it was, it, look, it was getting close against Michigan State, and they pulled a rabbit out of the hat because it was like they struggle scoring at times. They struggle defending in one-on-one situations. This isn't a team that takes a whole lot of passion and pride in defending one-on-one, and they're going to have to because there's going to be times where they don't necessarily uh, or, or they're not going to be able to necessarily be able to score in one-on-one situations, and that's what they rely on. Paulo Bancaro's great. He's as good as advertised, but there's going to be times where teams need to rely on their defense. I'm not sure if Duke can do that. Uh, Mark Williams is great, but teams have figured out if you drag him out to the perimeter, there's not a whole lot behind that defense uh, to stop you. And so Michigan State had some success. You see different teams around the country that have been able to have some success, where it would be Miami at Cameron, who have guards that can create. Texas Tech has some of those elements as mm-hmm. well with Terrence Shannon. They have guys that can create as well. In Texas Tech, in Texas Tech is so tough and physical, and their brand of defense, this no-middle defense where they force everything to the baseline side, is really tough to game plan for. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how exactly the Duke comes up with a way to counterbalance that. They're going to have to make shots from the perimeter, which hasn't always gone well. Jeremy Roach has been better as of late, but – they have to make shots from the perimeter in order to beat this Texas Tech team. It's going to be interesting to see. I think Texas Tech gets them because Texas Tech is so physically dominant one through five. And they're fit, big and they're physical. And every every time you move to cut, every time you try to get open, it hurts whenever you play them. So Texas Tech, just because of their mentality and how strong they are across the perimeter. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had Kentucky winning it all? Yeah, it, it, it went horrible. So did Daniel over here. No, I did not have no. money at all. Just oh. in the final four. Okay, okay. I had I, It went horrible. And I didn't <laughs> realize that things were starting to go well for me from a personal perspective until I started getting hate that was in Mandarin. I had people oh from all over the world hating on my picks. So I figure if you're getting hated on in Mandarin, you're doing something right. <laughs> exactly. Um I had Kentucky going to the Final Four. I also had Wisconsin going to the Final Four, so I'm not looking so good right now in my bracket. We're talking with Terrence Oglesby, basketball analyst with the field of 68. You kind of touched on a little bit with the West with Duke um, and Texas Tech, but there's three one seeds still left in Kansas, Gonzaga, and Arizona. Out of the other 13 teams that are not a number one seed, which one has the best chance of making it to the Final Four and even maybe the national championship? Uh, Villanova's got to be thrown into that mix because of Colin Gillespie and how well he's playing. But they have an interesting matchup coming up with uh, Hunter Dickinson because they don't have anybody of that size. So I'm interested to see how Villanova attacks that from a defensive side of the ball. Offensively, I think they're going to be fine because they'll be able to get Hunter Dickinson out in space, and you can attack him there. But defensively is where it's going to matter for Villanova in that game. So they're one. Another team, guys, that is playing well right now, and they've played well all year, and everybody calls them lucky. And I, I still don't know for sure that this could happen, but Kansas plays Providence. And Providence, uh, guys, they match up really well with that squad. Nate Watson, David McCormick, kind of, you can kind of cross the list off there. Uh, Jared Bynum has been terrific. Al Durham has been a nice rim attack guy. You've got Justin Manaya who can chase around Ochai Abaji around the perimeter as a defensive stopper. They match up well. Out of all the number one seeds, 
Providence matches up with Kansas better than probably any of the other ones. Uh, that's a team that can make some noise. And then in the same Midwest region, I had Miami getting all the way to the Elite Eight and playing Kansas. Uh, that team with Isaiah Wong, Cam Augusti, they've got some potential uh, to get all the way down there to New Orleans because of their guard play, because of Isaiah Wong, uh, his ability to hit hard shots. And you can be a great team defensively. And a lot of these great, quote-unquote, elite defensive teams are great team defenders. Well, Miami takes you out of that. You've got to guard them one-on-one because they have so many playmakers who can create their own shots. It's going to be interesting to see, but the Hurricanes playing a lot better as of late. Yeah, that was a really fun game to watch, and just to see Larinaga as happy as he was dancing in the locker room, you just love to see that. I, I have to ask you, though, is Providence's mascot the scariest mascot you've ever seen? <laughs> He's up there, but th- th- those are some tough people up there. I went up to uh, watch Providence play Villanova at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Uh, what was it, about a month and a half ago or so? And, uh-huh. and you want to talk about a passionate fan base. There is no football. Ed Cooley's got that town rocking. they team full of transfers and guys that nobody wanted, but yet they fit together perfectly. And the, their, their fan base has really embraced that roster. But, yeah, it's a pretty brutal mascot. Yeah, if you don't know what it looks like, I mean, it, it's like a haunted-looking, like, ghost friar thing. It's it's not it's not good. So their mascot shouldn't make it to the Final Four alone just based on how it looks, I would assume. No. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. But it, it's interesting. I feel like their coach, Terrence, has kind of took in personally that a lot of people took South Dakota State in that first round. I feel like it's been a little bit of bulletin board material based on how a lot of people thought that Providence wouldn't even survive their first round game. Yeah, I wasn't among those people. I thought that I love Providence, and I love the way they defend as a team. And whenever you play a South Dakota State team that shoots the ball from three so well, you put some athleticism on them. They weren't seeing a whole lot of defense like Providence can play defense in that Summit League. So I wasn't necessarily worried. And keep in mind, too, those who aren't familiar with Ed Cooley, master motivator. Master mm-hmm. mo- master motivator. This guy, uh, he just finds ways to pick it apart and get his guys ready to go. They're, they're always disrespected in one way, shape, or form. But I'll tell you this, uh, he gets those guys to play hard. No doubt about that. Terrence, I really appreciate the time. That's Terrence Oglesby, basketball analyst for the field of 68. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. We'll see you down here in New Orleans in a couple weeks. All right, guys, look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. That's Terrence Oglesby as a great insight on March Madness. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win... You win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LaRose. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code LaRose this week. At DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 or older, physical, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditioning. Licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles Gambling Prom. Call one eight seven 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 zero stop which is 7867. All right, we're going to turn our attention to free agency. Of course, the Matt Ryan news has hit. He's going to the Colts. We'll talk about that. And the Saints with Jeff Duncan next. You're listening to ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM.
shuffling madness of the locomotive breath. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Always on the run and short on cash? With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. When it comes to brain and spine surgery, you want an expert. You want Thibodeau Regional. Our neurosurgeons perform complex back, neck, and brain surgeries, as well as minimally invasive and even same-day procedures. Spine and even basic brain surgery may be commonly available in our region. What isn't common is the expertise and quality care you'll receive at Thibodeau Regional Brain and Spine Clinic. Dale's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dale employees save on high-performance tech. Save 17% on XPS and select Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. Plus, check out exclusive savings on Dale monitors, headsets, and accessories for greater immersion in all you do. Upgrade today by calling 800 by Dale. That's 800 by Dale, or you can visit dale.com slash semi-annual sale. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Kattengau. It's The Sports Hangover. Let's talk a little football. And to help us with that is Jeff Duncan, columnist, Times Picayune, NOLA.com, analyst on Fox A, and of course author of Peyton and Breeze. Jeff, I appreciate the time. How are you? Doing great. Beautiful Monday here. Uh... Couldn't be doing better, really. Yeah, absolutely. It is a beautiful day and an interesting day as the news broke, of course, just now. We'll get to the Saints in a little bit, but I think we have to start with their rival and the Atlanta Falcons making that trade to the Indianapolis Colts in exchange for a third-round prick. Based on how everything went last week, Jeff, are you surprised with what Atlanta did in in dealing Matt Ryan? No, I I think it was kind of the writing was on the wall after after they'd gone all in on Deshaun Watson and, and come up empty. Uh, there was a roster bonus due today, so there was kind of a clock ticking on Matt Ryan's future here. And, and I'll say this. I know Terry Fontenot pretty well and Arthur Smith, both well-respected guys. I think they wanted to do right by Matt Ryan. I know they have a good relationship. Matt Ryan's been a total pro and class act there. And by moving him to a good organization like the Colts, a team uh, that's successful and has a chance to – to make, you know, it, it's definitely a playoff contender. Uh, I think they saw a great opportunity to kind of make this a win-win for everybody. Atlanta can now move forward uh, toward trying to find their, their future quarterback. Yeah, that's a great segue there. Who is that future quarterback for the Falcons? I've seen names like Marcus Mariota, somebody that 
hasn't been a huge factor for offenses of late, but definitely very capable. Is it maybe somebody they go to in the draft like Malik Willis? Yeah, I think maybe Aaron both. Uh, Mariota could be the the short-term answer. Of course, he's familiar with Arthur Smith from mm-hmm. their time together in Tennessee. And then potentially they invest in a, in a quarterback in this draft. I, I think the, the general consensus is that there's – you hear a lot of people criticizing this draft for quarterbacks, but I, I think it's more about instant impact. I think there's some guys sure. in this draft that are going to be good – NFL quarterbacks, maybe not in 2022. We saw how much uh, the the rookies struggled this past year. Mac Jones, notwithstanding, just about every other rookie quarterback really struggled. So I think the the idea would be maybe to have Mariota there and maybe draft one could be your long-term answer. Well, now we have multiple teams still looking for quarterbacks, as we just mentioned, the Falcons, but the Saints, the Texans, the Seahawks, and... I think that the Panthers, yeah, really, basically so, the NFC South besides the Bucks, <laughs> yeah, and then a couple other teams. The Colts got theirs, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of of openings here for the quarterback position. How do you think the Saints fare in you know this kind of carousel of quarterback situations? Where should they be looking? Well, knowing Mickey Loomis, he doesn't do anything rashly. He he is not going to make a hasty decision that's going to jeopardize the long-term future of the organization. So I, I think he's proceeding after this Sean Watson situation kind of fell apart on everybody, uh, including the Falcons. Uh, I think that they did exactly what they should have done, exactly what I expected them to do, and that is to kind of sit back, regroup. I'm sure they had a contingency plan, and they're in the midst of that. I, mm-hmm. I, they're not going to go out and make a knee-jerk reaction that's just not how mickey operates Uh, and i think at this point it wouldn't surprise me to see this thing stretch on a few days because i think he feels confident that they're a very attractive location for a quarterback and at this point i feel like the saints have probably more leverage than the quarterbacks that are available on the market because we just haven't seen really a lot of demand for the guys that are left I feel like with the Saints, I feel like it's probably the most attractive destination left when you're looking at teams that need a quarterback. Is that fair to say, Jeff, between the Falcons and the Panthers? Um, you look at the Texans, I think maybe the Seahawks, if they're not going to go with Drew Locke. Is this, if you're looking at quarterbacks trying to make their way here, is this the one that is probably the most, I guess, um, attractive for free agents or even maybe in a trade? I think it has to be. Uh, this is a playoff caliber roster, uh, especially with this defense. Special teams, uh, getting Mike Thomas back. Uh, you got a dynamic running back in Alvin Kamara, and obviously a, a dominant offensive line. This team, if you can plug in just adequate quarterback play, I think proved last year uh, that they can be a playoff team. So uh, I, that's why I think Mickey Loomis is taking his time. I mean, that's just the way he's always operated. He's a great poker player, and he's not going to get pushed over a barrel in a deal. And uh, I think we're seeing him show immense patience. And I know it's frustrating for fans, uh, but they should have confidence. The track record speaks for itself with the way the Saints operate. Uh, he's not going to make a deal that's going to handcuff this this organization going forward. We're talking with Jeff Duncan, columnist of Times Picayune and NOLA.com. Jeff, when you're looking at the needs still left for the Saints, 
as they are here in free agency and heading into the draft. What are the biggest needs left that maybe they can use some of that cap space on besides quarterback that they can maybe help out with? Well, I mean, I think another huge issue that we haven't talked about yet is obviously the, the Teron Armstead situation. Mm-hmm. We know he's visiting down in Miami, and uh, that's a gaping gaping hole. I mean, you can make the argument that next to quarterback, left tackle is the most important position in the NFL, and the Saints could be staring at vacancies at both those if, if Armstead is able to reach a deal. I personally think the Saints have allowed him to go out and test this market and and he will, because of his loyalty to the organization, will at least come back to them with what the offer is from Miami, assuming he gets one. So I don't think that you know, I would close the door completely to Armstead, but if he gets a massive deal that, say, puts him in the top three or so left tackles in the league, which I think he could get, uh, I don't think the Saints will be willing to match that at this stage of his career, and they could lose Armstead. So obviously that would make offensive line a huge uh, hole and a huge need that they would have to address. And I'm sure that they plan for that as well uh, going into free agency and, and the draft. You mentioned some of the possible needs that are still ahead for the Saints, but however, they did address some defensive positions this past weekend in signing safety Marcus May and then defensive tackle Contavious Street. What do you like about both of those players and what they add to this team? Well, May is just a cheaper version of, of Marcus Williams. They got yeah. him for a, a, a lot more. Uh, it's more a lot more cost-effective deal than what Marcus Williams was going to command on the open market. Now he's coming off of an Achilles tendon injury. We talked to him a little while ago, and he says he's ahead of schedule in his recovery. The thing I like about May is he's very versatile, and that's what you need at the safety position in this day and age. He can play up near the line of scrimmage. He's a good tackler, probably a better tackler than Marcus Williams, but also has ball skills and can play on the back end and center field, which is what Dennis Allen likes in his scheme. Uh, he's part of that 2017 class, so he fits in with the rest of the maturity of the the, the core of this team, along with uh, Ryan Ramchek, Alvin Kamara, Mike, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, all from that same draft class. So he's the right age. Uh, so he's seems like an ideal fit for this defense, uh, assuming he's able to stay healthy. And Street was a guy that I think Ryan Nielsen went to bat for. Uh, he coached him at NC State. He's another guy, again, we go back to the same uh, word, this, this same catchphrase, versatility. He's able to play inside and outside, flex uh, to both positions along the defensive line. Uh, that's what they value in this defense, uh, guys that can be rotational players and help in a number of positions. So it made sense to me also to bring him in. That's an area that the Saints are, I think, deep at along the defensive line. And and there's an old saying in football, play to your strengths, and and that's what they did with Street. Definitely one of the top rushing defenses in the league last season have been for several years. You talked about um, Marcus May and who he's familiar with on this team. He talked about how he was really excited about rejoining Demario Davis. How much are some of these older players, these guys that are leaders in the locker room, just being good examples for the rest of the players on the team and kind of driving this culture that other players want to come be a part of? Well, Aaron, it's a a small league, and uh, everyone talks. And that's one of the great, I think, legacies of the Sean Payton-Drew Brees era. Probably the greatest legacy is how they changed the culture 
and the perception of the New Orleans Saints organization to where now, instead of where it was once a laughing stock, it's now a destination location. Players want to play here. Coaches want to coach here. Uh, it, it's really, I think, they're the envy of every other team in the NFC South for sure. They've all been trying to catch the Saints. And it allows them to go out and get guys like Marcus May, uh, where in a competitive situation, if all things are equal contract-wise, that culture and that winning environment pushes it over the edge. And, and I think that will continue with the stability, the continuity that, that uh, has been reinforced by hiring Dennis Allen. You talk about stability, and it seems like the rest of the division um, is not really as stable right now. Maybe the Bucks a little bit, but for a second there, they are going to be without a quarterback. How does the Matt Ryan trade, um, a couple of teams like the Saints and Falcons not getting in on Deshaun Watson change, and Brady coming back change the outlook of the NFC South? Does it change it at all for your for guys, or is it still maybe the Bucks and the Saints as, as the two teams to beat come next season? Yeah, I think it has to be those two. We don't We don't know what Carolina's going to do at quarterback. I think they're still in the market for uh, someone long-term or at least short-term. But you have to say that the Saints and Bucks have the most talented rosters. Uh, I know the Bucks have cap issues, and they're going to lose some key guys, including New Orleans' favorite son, Leonard Fournette. Looks like he's going to sign elsewhere. But they're still stacked on the defensive side of the ball. They've got great receivers, and as long as Tom Brady's there, uh, they're going to be the team to beat. But I do think the Saints... If they stay healthy next year, I think they'll challenge them. We already know that they have a little bit of the, the number of the Bucks and Tom Brady. So if they can address some of these holes, I think left tackle and quarterback, there's no reason to think this team can't be right there uh, along with the Bucks at the top of the division. That's Jeff Duncan, columnist, Tynes Picky Union, NOLA.com. Don't forget about his book, Peyton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Duncan underscore. Jeff, I really appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of the free agency in the draft, and we'll talk to you soon. Daniel, Aaron, thanks a lot. I hope to see you all down the road soon, and uh, have a great rest of your uh, Monday. You too. Enjoy Thank this you. beautiful day in the Crescent City. That's Jeff Duncan. We have still plenty to go here. Halfway through the sports hangover, if you want to chime in, ESPN New Orleans at ESPN NOLA is the way to follow on Twitter. A couple more poll questions Jordan has posted. Hey, Saints fans, are you upset about the Matt Ryan trade? <laughs> and also, what team would you like to see be the 10th seed in the Western Conference NBA play in the Lakers, Spurs, Blazers, or Kings? It's an open segment. 800-998-1003. We'll take your calls. Aaron and I will discuss those poll questions next. You're listening to the Sports Hangover, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. 
I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Commissioner Jim Donlin. If you're on Medicare with limited income, you may qualify for help paying your premiums, deductibles, and prescription drug costs. Limits on income and assets for these programs have changed, so you may qualify for help now, even if you were denied in the past. Call our senior health insurance program at 1-800-259-5300 to see if you can save on your Medicare cost. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. He's back. He'd like to sing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You would think with March Madness and the Pelicans that NFL would maybe take a little bit of a back burner, but not today as free agency continues. We do have some breaking news with Jeremy Fowler from ESPN saying Jameis Winston and the Saints are closing in on a two-year deal for the quarterback to remain in New Orleans per source. Details still to be worked through, but trending in the right direction. Winston and the Saints set to build off last year's 5-2 and two start together. So I'll get Aaron's reaction in just a little bit. Again, that is unofficial, but that is from Jeremy Fowler. As we go to the phone lines, 800-998-1003 if you want to talk Pelicans, March Madness, or Saints. But let's go to Uncle Earl. What's going on, Uncle Earl? How are you? Hey, guys. How y'all doing today, man? Good. Happy what, Monday. Happy Monday for you. What you got for us? Hey, uh, uh, um... With Winston almost signing, what are y'all guys thinking? I know we've been kind of quiet and uh, free agency. You think the Saints are going to, since we got some cap space and some money and stuff, you think they're going to uh, get a little more aggressive um, in the next couple of weeks? Or what are y'all guys hearing as in potential potential playing or signing for free agency? Yeah, so if the Saints do resign the quarterback, Jameis Winston, it's – being reported that it would be a two-year deal with a base value of $28 million, including 21 guaranteed. So, of course, that's not official, but that's from Tom Pelissero. So we'll see. I mean, they did get about $30 million in cap space worked out because of what they were doing with restructuring some of the, the contracts over the past week or so. So good that they were able to go and get Winston. Again, it's going to be cheaper to get Winston than it was going to be to get somebody like Deshaun Watson. So they do have more cap space to work with. And maybe they will look for a little bit of help on on the offensive end as far as maybe another wide receiver, some of the playmakers there. It's going to be interesting. We know the Saints are working behind the scenes, obviously, with this news coming out today. I know a lot of people were upset because it was kind of quiet over the weekend. But they are working. Hopefully this Winston news will be official and announced soon, and then we'll kind of see what else they have, you know, on deck. Matt, I didn't know you was on today. It was nice to hear your voice, and I, and I, I hope y'all guys have a tremendous week. It's a beautiful day today. Hope y'all have a great one. 
I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Uncle Earl. Earl, Earl, I should say, great question, though, from him. As, yes, Aaron Summers alongside here co-hosting as Gus Cattengale on his way back to the Big Easy. But I think you made a great point, Aaron, as far as what the Saints might be able to do now. And I think just the familiarity with Jameis Winston certainly helps in this situation. Being with the team last year, again, they were 5-2 and two with him. How comfortable he looked in the system with Sean Payton and how would that great defense was able to complement Jameis and that offense taking a little bit of a pressure off Jameis to have to really do everything and I know he's coming off of the ACL tear and the rehab seems to be going well but I think this makes sense as far as you still have a little bit of money to work with as far as feeling some more needs but you get the quarterback that you're most familiar with and have seen some success with. And the quarterback that's most familiar with the team. Right. You know, he knows the personnel. He knows the scheme. He he was there under Drew Brees really learning what it means to be the quarterback of this franchise. And he came out and he really led the team and did a really good job last season. We saw his growth, his maturity as a player and a person. He was making a lot better decisions on the field. Everybody always wants to talk about, you know, the, the 30 INT year that he had with the Bucks, But... We didn't see that as the case this past season. He was really good with, you know, where he was placing the ball and in the decision making as far as when to throw and when not to throw, when to throw it away, not trying to force things. So I, I think it's a good option for the Saints. It's definitely somebody that's more than capable. He's got a great arm. We saw that on display a lot last season. So yeah, you get Michael Thomas back on the field, somebody that can catch those passes and, and all the things are looking good. Yeah, absolutely. 800-998-1003 if you want to chime in on the potential Jameis Winston news. Also, the Atlanta Falcons move, trading Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. Pelicans in action tonight. Plenty of stuff to talk about here with about an hour and a half to go. But I do want to go back to Jameis for a second. And you talked about, oh, the 30 interceptions. It seems like this is different Jameis Winston than what you saw in Tampa. And I think maturity is a big word for him as well. And I think that year under Drew Brees certainly helped as far as kind of getting him on the right track because this was a guy that was a number one pick was the starter the entire time in Tampa and then kind of had to take a back seat here in New Orleans but I think kind of had to reset himself a little bit and you saw what he can do um, the potential he has when everything is in front of him and I, I think that's the case for Jameis wouldn't you say and I think that's why it crushed him so much when he got injured because People were seeing a different Jameis Winston, somebody that they could get behind, somebody that they could trust. And when he got hurt, uh, it was it was horrible for everybody because he was somebody that was doing really good things this past season. And we were able to really see what he was able to learn from Breeze in the time that he was behind him. Um, you mentioned, you know, the maturity, the decision making, and hopefully coming off of this injury, he's able to kind of pick up where he left off. It looks like the rehab has been going really well. You know, he puts out videos here and there, but I know his excitement for the city and this team is going to remain and his work ethic and the way that he attacks every day. You know, like I said, we've seen it across social media as he's trying to get back on the field. Hopefully that will carry over and he's able to kind of show up as if not, you know, the, the same as he was last year, but even, even better. Yes, Saints fans, what do you think? 800-998-1003. Also, Twitter question of the day, or one of the few that Jordan has put out there on ESPN Radio NOLA. 
As far as Saints fans, are you upset about the Matty Ice trade? 800-998-1003. Also, thoughts on the Jameis Winston news. Again, unofficial, but multiple reports saying that he is back with the New Orleans Saints. Also, for the Pelicans, what team would you like to see by the 10th seed? or be the 10th seed in the Western Conference play-in, or basically which opponent would you like the Pelicans to see in the play-in? Is it the Lakers? Is it the Spurs? Is it the Blazers? Or the Kings? I don't think it's going to be the Kings based on how they're playing right now as they lost again last night to the Phoenix Suns, but you never know. With 11 games to go, they could turn it around for sure. But I feel like, uh, man, all this news breaking uh, all at once here between Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the quarterback carousel in the in the NFC South, and now at least it's starting to settle down a little bit. Two of the teams have their quarterback with the Saints and the Bucks, Aaron, and then two of them still looking for them. I feel like the Falcons more are heading into that rebuild mode now with Matt Ryan going to Indianapolis. I think uh, some of the Saints fans with the question here about are you sad to see Matt Ryan go yeah. have said yes because – Gosh, the Saints had his number, and you know, one of those guys, Cam Jordan, just put him on the ground over and over again over the past few seasons. So it's going to be a little bit different not having Matt Ryan at the helm there in Atlanta. He's been there for, for such a long time, and seeing him in a different jersey, it's always a little jarring when that happens you know, to a team that has had somebody as consistent as him for so long. But we'll see what they're able to do. I don't think that Saints fans, as far as the NFC South is concerned, are really are too concerned about what Atlanta's doing. I think that a rebuild is probably the best option for them trying to kind of find some more pieces to be there alongside uh, whoever the next quarterback is. Yeah, Mike Conti, who works for uh, the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network on 92.9 The Game there. The last time the Falcons entered a season with a starting quarterback other than Matt Ryan, how about Joey Harrington? 5,307 days ago. It's a new era in Atlanta, and that's gonna it's gonna see weird for not only Falcons fans, but I think Saints fans, yeah. NFL fans in general, to not see number two out there in the black and red to see someone else. I feel like a it's a new kind of chapter in the rivalry now because there was definitely the Matt Ryan era, which gave these two teams some great battles, but now um, it might sizzle a little bit without old Matt Ryan out there at the helm. It's gonna be interesting this season. I am really looking forward to it. I love when players move to different teams and, you know, just the dynamic of some of these divisions right now are, have changed immensely. The AFC is going to be crazy. And then with the way that we have Tom Brady coming back to the Bucks and things are shaken out in the NFC South, I think that with the Saints signing, possibly signing Jameis Winston, it's kind of like, you know what you got with that and you know what he can do and you're comfortable with him rather than going out and taking a risk on somebody like Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo or some of these other names that are out there right now. The Saints, of course, cannot hold back when talking about Matt Ryan's departure at Saints. Tweeted, Cam Jordan has sacked Matt Ryan 23 times, the most by a player against one quarterback since sacks became an official statistic in 1982. NFC South won't be the same. So the Saints wasting no time <laughs> in wishing Matt Ryan farewell, or are they wishing him farewell as they maybe wanted him to stay in Atlanta? But Jeff Duncan talked about maybe Saints fans being a little on edge as far as what happens after the Sean Watson. And I think everyone just kind of had to let the weekend go a little bit before this coach, the QB carousel kind of took form, but they weren't going to, you know, be rash in their decisions. I think he made a great point that, you know, once the Sean Watson didn't happen, 
Who do you go after? Do you go after a Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you go try to trade for Baker Mayfield? But this is one, you don't have to make a trade. You don't have to give up any assets, and it's a guy that's familiar. So I feel like uh, the patience is a virtue in this standpoint where they were able to wait and, and get the right guy um, that they've always wanted. If you think about it, if Winston didn't get hurt last season, sure, his contract was still up. I would think that they would have re-signed him anyways. And you sign him to a two-year deal, potentially, if things go as is being reported. Off Coming off of an injury that Winston's coming off of, I think that that's a, a great move by the Saints. And I think it's a great move for Winston as well, because, again, coming off that injury, I don't know how many teams would necessarily jump at, at signing him when there are some of these other options. But we've seen what he is capable of doing and, and how well the team, the players, really like playing around him. So I always enjoy interviewing him. He's always a really fun soundbite. Yeah, absolutely. 800-998-1003. If you didn't think there was enough breaking news, well, let's go to college basketball for some breaking news. Matt McMahon has gone with LSU over South Carolina. Sources told the same. That's from Jeff Goodman. McMahon will replace Will Wade and Baton Rouge. So LSU gets their guy as they waste no time. Murray State's coach wastes no time, gets eliminated um, after the second round, and now um, will have a new home as LSU replaces Will Wade with Matt McMahon. So what a day for Gus Cadney not to be I'm here. making the most of the opportunity there by McMahon just coming in showing the nation what you can do um you know playing on a big stage and and doing well and then yeah he gets to make his move i mean that program murray state i mean john morant came from there i mean they're a pretty solid team from kentucky there um as everyone thought it was going to be murray state versus kentucky in the second round and the being st peter's um with st peter's pulling off the upset so plenty more to come here if you want to chime in and get 800-998-1003 is the number to call We'll check back in with Jordan Kleber next on the flagship station for your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event, whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert. Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbeville. 
Home Health Services in South Lafourche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Kattengau. I don't think there's been any news to report today, Aaron. Just nothing going slow. on. Very it's been slow. A weird day. I yeah, know, I can't find really much to talk about here in the, in the <laughs> final one hour and fifteen minutes. Welcome back in. As we uh, about an hour and a half left, a little less than that, and then also keep in mind Pelicans and Hornets tonight, right here on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Pre-game starts at 5:30, tip-off at six with Todd Graff and me, John DeShazer, and of course Aaron Summers. Jordan Kleber joins us once again. Jordan, it was just an hour ago we talked, and so many things have changed since then. What the heck happened, man? Um, I don't know. I think both. I think LSU uh, and all these other NFL teams decided to, you know, come together and say we're all going to drop it within a ten-minute, you know, time frame. I mean, no doubt about that. So, which one surprised you the most out of all these things? Jameis Winston back with the Saints, Matt Ryan to the Colts, Matt McMahon to LSU. Um, as far as all the breaking news, which one strikes you the most? I guess Jameis Winston. I, I was kind of feeling maybe. Now he could cut. I knew you had to make a move on him because he was going to be going to, you know, probably seeing other teams that you, you didn't make a move on him um, as, uh, as as you did just now. But I wasn't really expecting that news to break today, um, especially on a Monday. But, hey, I'm glad that he's back. A lot of Saints fans should be glad that he's back because if you did like the like Deshaun Watson, you were upset that Saints weren't able to land him. Well, all along, Jameis Winston – was originally your plan A, um, and then he was your plan B. So you went back to your plan A, and you were able to obtain him for you know a, a good contract. So I'd be very happy. And think probably should have been in the playoffs last season if he was able to stay healthy. Um, but like we saw, we, that didn't happen, and he gets a chance to kind of you know bring him back to that same situation when he uh, was taken off the field last year. No doubt about it. Jordan, let's reintroduce some of the poll questions. Now we're up to three or four um, based on the breaking news. Can you kind of go through some of them as far as, and maybe any responses from any of those? Yeah, so Saints fans, are you upset about the Matty Ice trade? I don't know what, why 79% of people are saying no. Uh, we do have a response in the comment section. Uh, Joel said, yeah, Cam Jordan can't hit him anymore. And like you said earlier, uh, Cam Jordan was also kind of upset about that. For sure. What about um, everyone's thoughts on Jameis Winston? Also, is it the poll question as far as the Pelicans, which opponent would you like to see the Pelicans play in the play-in between the Lakers, the Spurs, the Blazers, and the Kings? Right now at 56%, it is the Lakers. and I, I, I figure that. I, I definitely understand that, that reasoning behind it. But like I said, I'd rather see one of the other three teams Solely because I want to see uh, the Pelicans have a chance to um, obtain back that you know top ten protected draft pick. 
no doubt. And this is a question for Aaron, too. I feel like, you know, we talk about the Saints. The obvious choice for their rival is the Atlanta Falcons. There's no question about that. For the Pelicans, I know it started off as the Memphis Grizzlies as being that one based on kind of, I guess, fueled a little bit with John Moran and Zion Williamson going mm-hmm. one and two. But I feel like the Lakers are coming in hot as far as a team that maybe the Pelicans despise more than the Grizzlies. Am I? Are you all getting that same vibe, Aaron? I'll start with you, then I'll go to Jordan. I would say yes. It's been really funny to watch on social media to hear people talk about you know the Lakers in the Pelican spaces, you know, before or after the games, and then you know talking to fans. Maybe even Jim Eichenhofer has like an, a, a thing against the Lakers. Oh, he I does. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> he certainly does. But it, yeah, people definitely seem like they really despise the Lakers around here, and I guess it has something to do with Anthony Davis. Yeah, that guy, the old yeah. number 23. Jordan, would you agree with that? Are, are they the new rival for the Pelicans, or is it even a rivalry, or is it more just a hatred? Uh, when you when you ask about you know the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies, I know we asked this a few weeks ago if you know the Memphis can take the place or can be just as you know as an entertaining rivalry as the Saints and Falcons. Um, and the, what we really got was I think it's just mainly a, a player based you know, rivalry. You have John Moran and Zion Williamson. So it almost is like that is a rivalry in and of itself because of the players, not, you know, necessarily because, you know, of the two teams because why else would the Pelicans and Grizzlies have a rivalry outside of John Moran and Zion Williamson? Yeah. Uh, one going at, you know, the number one pick and the other one being right behind them. And then as far as the Lakers, I mean, there really isn't, you know, a reason for the Pelicans to hate the Lakers besides Anthony Davis. So I think it's more of a player driven rivalry than more of a team, you know, you know, team going back and forth with each other like we see with the Saints and Falcons. I think with what we are saying about the Memphis Grizzlies, like how can it really be a rivalry or a thing if Zion's not playing? Like, I mean, that's true. It, it's supposed to be you know, like pairing the one and two picks from that draft well, they're, they're not even on the court together right now. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing is, too, with that is last year, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies were fighting for playing spots, even going back to the bubble as far as trying to get in. Did that have something to do with maybe the intensity of the rivalry? Because now that the Grizzlies are sitting in three, it just seems quiet between these two teams as far as... Yeah, and now the Pelicans seem to be really you know, going back and forth with the Lakers because of the seeding situation. And that's kind of like the rival at this moment. So maybe it does come down to the end of the year and who you need to win and win against. And I, I do think the Pelicans fans would just think it's funny that we traded, you know, Anthony Davis to the Lakers, ended up beating them, being ahead of this dream team that LeBron put together. And then there's the whole caveat with like the, the pick and, how things fall and and if we would get that pick back yeah if the, if the lakers fall in the bot in the fir- in the 10 top 10 as far as the draft lottery then the pelicans will retake that pick back and we'll have two first round picks it, jordan is there even a rivalry you know the pelicans have been in new orleans since 02 they renamed in, in 2012 or 2013 is there really a true rivalry? Would you consider any of these teams a rivalry, or is again just kind of a depending on the situation for what the who the Pelicans are facing, or kind of what year it is? Um, I, I, I'd like to. I, I feel like the Spurs are kind of like I don't know if it's 
the Spurs towards the Pelicans, but definitely I feel like the Spurs to me, ever since they they knocked the Hornets out of the the uh, for a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals, that that kind of sparked a few things. I think that that Spurs rivalry was more during the Chris Paul era, and it's still kind of there right now, it, to me at least. Because whenever I we watch, I watch the Spurs play, I always want to beat that team specifically. But that could just be me. I don't know what other people are thinking, but ever since you know the time they knocked Chris Paul from probably his best chance of winning an NBA Finals or you know winning the Western Conference Finals, the Spurs just have never been able to sit well with me. But I don't think it's as big. There's you know as big as rivalries. You have the the, the Warriors and the. Uh, Basically, Warriors and LeBron, I feel like, is like probably the biggest rivalry that you have in the NBA. Okay, fair enough. Aaron, do you think the Spurs could be an honorable mention here as far as a team? You know, the Spurs have had the Pelicans number. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is that they – it's been a a tough win for the Pelicans Mm -hmm. for a while. So that kind of starts to instill some animosity against a team because no matter what you do or what team you're putting out there – this team still has your number. So I think that's what also made the win on Friday a little more sweeter. Yeah. What the, what does qualify to you both as a rivalry? Is it the fact that both teams, you know, do have almost the same amount of wins against each other? Is it more hatred than anything? I'll, Aaron, I'll go to you, then go wrap things up with Jordan. Well, I guess what defines a rivalry for you to kind of label the Pelicans as having one? I think there are a lot of things that, can define a rivalry sometimes it's location of the two teams if you're in the same state and you're you know fighting for your territory i guess um if you're on the same playing field generally both really good top teams kind of fighting for the same position in something then that can create a rivalry or it could be where yeah you you trade a player or your your team moves and now you're you're fighting because you you want your name back. Maybe 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 the Jazz there are rivalry. <laughs> there are uh, <laughs> our mascot rivalry. That's another great point. Bringing that up there, as I know, Todd Graffney is the head of that. As far as really not liking when we go to Utah to face the Jazz yeah. because the colors, the logo, just all seems to fit so well here in New Orleans, and it's not. Jordan, what about you? What makes a rivalry for you? I think it comes down to just the history of you know those two teams. I, there could just be one thing that sparks, you know, a chain of events. It could like be, a really you know, bad a foul. Taunting, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something, some, a player taunting, you know, the opposing bench. That could start into something that could, you know, you know, now with during the age of social media, that can now skew into, um, you know, online, and now fans and players are interacting with each other, and that can spark, you know, a conversation in and of itself. So I think just having that history. With a team facing them, a, you know, multiple times, um, you know, throughout the year, and you know, the history that they had in the past, and having tight games um, that always come down to the wire. You know, one side having something to say, and then the other side having something to say when they meet them later on the season. I think that's what makes the rivalry. All right, good stuff. That's Jordan Kleber. Jordan, I appreciate it. Keep up the great work, and we'll touch base with you later on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for filling in as always. Absolutely happy to do it. It's not been—it's uh, been a busy day filling in for Gus Kangle, Aaron Summers, and myself here. We're done with the 1 p.m. hour. 
Still an open segment coming up, 800-998-1003. We're going to talk pretty much Pelicans the rest of the way. If you want to talk about them, give us a call or tweet us. We'll play you some sounds, some highlights from last night's win against Atlanta. This is the flagship station for your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM.